hope those songs are okay. At, uh, the first one was requested by Dr. Kohlberg uh, earlier today, so I told him I would play that. And uh, second one I did for my grandmother, because I know she likes that. And the third one I just liked, so I put it on there. So there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> I liked its message, what it had to say. So if you don't like it, form all complaints to Hoppy Boyd, and then he will file those accordingly, won't you, Hoppy? All right. <laughs> He'll address any and all issues you may have. If you turn your Bibles to Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Here, wait a sec, the ton there. Isaiah 41, verse 10. I'll give everybody a second there. Everybody might have it. Isaiah 41, 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Let us have prayer. And if our Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, I just pray this, that you will fill this sanctuary with your sweet Holy Spirit, Lord. You lead us, God, and direct us uh, this evening. Lord, I pray that this message will go out, that it will equip, that it will edify, and most importantly, that it will glorify you. Let us use this to be applicable to our spiritual growth. And Lord, let us strive to have the mind of Christ in all things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, obviously the uh, uh, title uh, this evening was about fear. And uh, we were watching a movie yesterday, and uh, it, the uh, main character kept asking, uh, what are what is your biggest fear? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And I just kept staying on my mind. I thought, well, that might make for an interesting topic. You know, there's always, you know, it might be not, might be good to ask yourself time, sometimes, what is your biggest fear? You know, you could have superficial fears. You know, a lot of people are afraid of spiders or snakes, and I uh, I hate spiders with a passion. I just I just I hate them. I'm just telling you right now. I just soon burn the house down. I just don't like them. That's how bad I hate spiders. In fact, when, uh, and uh, I, I could be a big chicken sometimes. I remember when me and Brandy were first dating, and uh, it was getting about dusk, and we were walking. Of course, I always tried to act big and tough in front of her, trying to impress her. And I stepped on something, and I screamed like a girl and jumped straight in the air. Didn't know what it was I stepped on. It is a, apparently, there was a pile of hay that fell out of a car, but our truck, and I could tell in the dark what it was, and I, she's laughing. She still laughs to this day about that. But, uh, Trying to act big and tough, and ended up screaming like a little girl in front of her. So, but uh, at least I had her there to protect me. So, <laughs> but I, but we all have fears uh, that we have to to address in our lives, and uh, no matter how big of a on, a on the scale it may be, I've I've dealt with fear a lot in my life. I, you know, it's it's easy sometimes to try to put a act of bravado in front of people, but uh, you know. Just face it, there are certain things that we're afraid of, certain things we don't always like to address or think about. You know, when I was in school, I told you about it, I was bullied a lot, and I was afraid to go to school sometimes. I was afraid when I had to get into a fight and didn't know what was going to happen. But, you know, my biggest fear, I, and, and, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I expose too much of myself sometimes, but my biggest fear, because fear can be debilitating. Fear can suck the, the, the air right out of your lungs. And my biggest fear is losing my dad, my mom, my sister, my wife, my kids, that is my biggest fear. And that's something I have to fight every single day. 
Madison gets aggravated with me because I've got that Life 360 on my phone. And I track her every move. And she goes, Daddy, I just, you know, why do you, you know, she gets so upset. And today I told her she's going out with some friends. And I said, you watch your back. Watch what you're doing. <sighs> yes, Dad. I said, listen, I know you get aggravated with your old dad. But I said, they are evil people in this world and they want to hurt you. I said, you've got to get that through your head. You've got to watch who's coming up beside of you, behind you, in front of you. I said, you've got to watch. I know you don't get, you get so tired of daddy say, telling you that, but I understand, you know. And, uh, and that's something I have to truly pray every single day about because it, it absolutely, it, it, like I said, it just, it, it about sucks the air in my lungs. It, it, it just torments me to no end. And, uh, you know, it has really killed me about that little six-year-old girl that was kidnapped and uh, they found dead. I, that, just, that has absolutely just stayed on my mind. It just, it has, it just killed me. Did they hear us little girl? She went to school that day, got off the bus just like a day like any other. And somebody that evil, I cannot understand for a lot of me. You know, we can never understand the depths of an evil heart. But how in the world did it make me that evil? to kidnap a little child to do that. I just, I will never, ever, ever understand that. And uh, I, I hope they catch you over dead. And they claim that there's a man that was dead so far. They they don't know if it's connected or not, but I haven't heard any more of that. Oh, they did say it was, didn't they? And I tell you, that's what I told Brandy. I said, anybody ever hurts one of my kids? I'm just telling you right now, I was about to plan on visiting me in jail because if I find anybody hurt one of my kids, I don't care what I have to do to get to them. I will cause pain. Now, that may not be the preacherly thing to say. That may not be the Christian thing to say. But you hurt one somebody in my family, I will go to the depths of Hades to find you. <laughs> I'm standing right now. That's just the way it is. And I ain't trying to act tough, big, or bad because I'm not. But I'm just very protective over my family. I really am. I don't know where I get that from, Mamie. I really don't. So. <laughs> it's not... It's not like my dad, my grandmother, my, my grandfather, they were like it anyway. You don't want to mess with Mamie, I'm telling you right now. So she, she hurt you. So look at Hoppy. She just smacked him look at him. But uh, <laughs> that's why he don't give her no lip. He's afraid of her. But, uh, <laughs> and he's wise to me. But there's two types of fear, obviously. There is a... Um, uh, beneficial fear and there's a detrimental fear and what I mean by that is uh, when dealing with fear uh, you know there is the healthy fear of God which you should be uh, you know if uh, you know we respect those who are in authority we respect God Almighty we know that his power we know that what he is capable of it is not a the the fear that which I've just described as uh, as, as as a cowering cowering type of fear uh, that uh, it is a respectful fear. You know, it is um, showing that reverence, that respect, that love towards Jesus Christ. So that kind of fear is warranted. That is a good type of fear. And then there is the detrimental type of fear that uh, which I just described that can be debilitating. There's people who are afraid to leave their homes. In fact, I've counseled people who uh, they are, have become recluse and they, they're afraid to leave their homes because of, of things that has happened in their lives. And particularly when it comes to depression, it's very easy uh, to 
never want to leave your home. You want to stay in. You don't want to dissociate. And to those people, I've told them, you have to force yourself to get out. You have to make yourself. It's just walking around the Walmart. Well, that can cause fear too. But you know, just walk, walking around the mall. That's, that's, you know, it's like the other day, I was at Walmart getting brandy and magic stuff for Valentine's Day. And here walks in this girl, cold as it could be, got a t-shirt on walking in, and she's got uh, pajamas and, and house shoes on. And I'm thinking, how can you be that lazy? You can't put on a pair of pants and a shirt? I don't get that at all. I just do not get that. So I just pulled up my pajama bottoms and went on. But I, so, I'm kidding. But I, no, I ain't never done that now. I'll just be honest with you. Brandy. Anyway, you can. But, you know, uh, there is that detrimental kind of fear. And that's why God's word says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Or I think about that, that power that comes from God alone, that energy that comes from God, that bit of power and of love and a sound mind. All right. So when we feel that fear coming on, that's why we have scripture to fight back with that. Remember, because that fear does not come from God. Where does it come from? It comes from the devil. He wants to cause that fear. He wants to cause that debilitation because it's a lack of trust with God. Because if we're not fully trusting God, then we are going to be uh, consumed with that cowering fear that comes from the devil. And that's why we have to quote that verse. And many other verses along with that in regards to fear. And uh, in fact, let's see here. I'm trying to think here. Um, let's see here. Let me look at, uh, hold on here. I'm going to look at Matthew real quick here. Let's see here. In one second here, Matthew 10, 31. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, fear not, therefore ye are more value than many sparrows. So that, again, of course you read above and below that, with the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore you are more value than many sparrows. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. So if you are more value than the sparrows, the birds of the air, you know, how much more valuable are we to him? We have that confidence. We have Jesus Christ to give us that strength to endure and to persevere. And it, it is, uh, you know, you hear that there's, you know, he's playing these songs up here. And uh, I'm trying to think who's the, uh, I can't remember who sings it now. It says, Fear is a Liar. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. You heard that song, Fear is a Liar. I keep thinking of the, the, the um, singer of that song, Christian song. But anyway, uh, you know, is, is fear a liar? Well, fear is not, um, uh, not, not, not a person. It's not uh, personable. And, uh, but uh, God can use fear. Uh, it uses fear in a way because it is based on truth to get someone's attention. Whereas the devil uses fear uh, in, in the form of lies. There's a deceptive type of fear. and There's a fear that God uses uh, in his truth uh, for caution and wisdom. Uh, and that's why we have to seek God out to guide us in those areas uh, of fear. You know, uh, we have to have common sense. You know, we don't just walk through, you know, we don't really have, I mean, we have snakes in this area, but you think of places like Arizona or somewhere out west, you know, you look at the old westerns, you know, you look at the Rifleman or Bonanza. Apparently those places were filled with uh, rattlesnakes because everyone those westerns, somebody had to deal with a rattlesnake. You ever notice that? They fall off a horse, there's a rattlesnake. They twist their ankle, there's a rattlesnake. I mean, I don't know what, what the deal was. But, you know, you don't just walk through a, you know, a, well, I tell you what, I, on Facebook the other day, somebody raised up a, uh, uh, a tool shed and it was 
full of rattlesnakes. I mean, you talk about an infestation of rattlesnakes. That's where a blowtorch would come in handy, you know. That's what it would happen. But you just you would just walk through those that pile of rattlesnakes and be like, well, I'm fine because. And I think it's interesting too that a snake can actually gauge how much venom to put into a victim. Did y'all know that? I thought that was interesting. That when a snake bites you, it determines how much venom to release. I thought that was very interesting. I didn't know that. But uh, you know, and of course you have those out to the holiness pentecostals who will handle snakes and to me that is wrong they're, they're misinterpreting god's word and it is uh, they're testing god and that that is wrong but you know sometimes god gives us a healthy fear of situations so that we know to avoid something we know that something is wrong there's a reason why god instills that into us so we know when to run when to stand true when to stand strong uh, to do those types of situations and you know and to understand that uh, there's a consequence of sin you know uh dad was talking to my daughter uh this morning and this conversation he's had with me before in the past he said if i ever catch you doing something and you hear that motorcycle coming you better duck and run well there's times in my life when i was not living a christian life and uh i was in places i should not be and uh, there was times i would hear a harley and I was freaking out. And my, my friends were like, what is your problem? I said, I know it's dad. I know he's following me. And believe it or not, there was times he was. <laughs> so, it, so there was that healthy fear there because there were consequences. All right. And because I knew if he got a hold of me, you know, he might be getting older, but he's still quick. All right. So don't get with arm's length of him if you make him mad. All right. So, so that the point is there are consequences to our actions. So we need to be fearful of that. Remember, we are to abhor sin. We are to, are to hate sin at all costs and understand, all right, you know, we have a decision to make. We are either to follow God, love our heart, soul, mind, body, and being, or we can make the decision to sin and understand there are consequences that come along with that. So uh, either you choose to follow God and take, uh, and, and, um, and take part of his benefits and what he has to offer, or you can reject God and you can go into the world and understand the consequences of those actions are sin and death, are hell fire. So you have the choice between God, heaven, what he has to offer, or you have the consequences of, of, of what sin has to offer, what the world has to offer. In fact, there was a guy that I was uh, on... Uh, Said so the news, he sued, um, I can't remember the, the state now where it was at, but anyway, he sued for $145,000 because he was an atheist and on his tag he wanted to put I am God and they refused to do it and uh, they uh, he sued him and won. And so here's the thing, you know, here an atheist don't believe in God, but yet he, he wants to put himself in place of God. And so uh, he's going to have, unless he changes, He's going to deal with the consequences of his actions, and he will spend eternity in hell. See, there's, that's, that's a fear that he needs to have, but he is not. And so we have to be very careful about that in, in our actions and what we do. Now, I want you to look over here at 1 John, and in in, in speaking of that, I want you to look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. If you don't know where... Just go to Revelation and back up a few pages there. You run into 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. Go to 1st John chapter 4, verse 18. Give everybody just a second to turn there. 1st John 4, 18. It says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment, that he that feareth is not made perfect in love. All right, so we can um, uh, 
uh, also compare this uh, alongside of First uh, John 4, verses 7 and 8, which says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So remember that everything that God does uh, is, is um, uh, influenced by his love, that agape love, that, that beneficial, that charitable love that only comes from God. And, you know, it is, is the fact, the point of this, of this passage here that we need to, it goes along with what I was just talking about, is that there is going to be judgment. And for those who are saved, all right, we can take that. That's why it says perfect love casteth out fear, because for those of us who have given our lives to Jesus Christ, for those of us who has made that commitment in our hearts to Christ, we have no fear to, to worry about, because we know where our eternal state lies. We know that when we die, that we get to spend all of eternity with Jesus Christ. I had to do a funeral um, the other day, and that's one thing I was telling them. You know, that's a great thing to know because there's so many people out there who are terrified, I mean petrified of death. And, and I, I've even talked to people who are saved, who are so scared of dying. And, you know, I guess I've never really understood that. I mean, I you know, it, I guess I, you know, it's a little nerve-wracking, I guess, because you don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, we've not died, so we don't want to experience it. I mean, Hoppy did years ago. We forgot to lay down. But it, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, it's not something we have anything to compare to, is uh, is is death. So we don't. So I can understand a little bit of nervousness because we don't know what to expect. But that's one thing I was talking about in the funeral. In Psalm twenty three, as though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. God is with us through life and through death. There, there's no gap in between. There's no no darkness. There, there's no waiting. There's no uh, uh, just. I think some people think when they die that it's just we're going to be floating around for a while and we don't know what's going to happen. To be to die is to be in the immediate presence of God. And so Jesus is right there with us in life and death. So we don't have nothing to fear because we know that God is with us. That is a wonderful thing that no matter where we're at, whatever transpires, God is there. But for those who don't know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, there will be judgment. There will be hell. There will be an eternal state of fire and torment and screaming and gnashing of teeth be beyond anything anybody can imagine. That's something that really, that's really bothered me was uh, Brandy's talking about a girl that uh, goes to school with my daughter. And uh, wasn't she said about hell again? What you were telling me? Uh, yeah, so she just laughed and said, I'm going to hell and act like it was no big deal because her parents don't believe. And uh, in fact, they've mocked God and everything else in the world. And I told Brandon, I said, oh, those parents are happy for what they've taught this little girl to make her think that hell's no big deal and, uh, and laugh about it. That should be something that should be very fearful of every man, woman, and child. You should be scared to death of where you're going to go. And if you don't have your heart right with Jesus Christ, that is not something to laugh at. I mean, this is, I mean, understand the reality of hell. You need to understand that. You know, I think it's sometimes it's, it's um, because it seems so far off. It's, it's something, I think people just act like, well, you know, they, they don't think it's, they don't, I don't want to think about that. You know, it's, it's not comfortable. I don't want to think about that. And so they just push it off the back of their head. You need to understand the reality of that. And you need to make sure your friends and family understand the reality of that. That hell is real. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you will go to hell. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I think there's, it's, it's troublesome 
that there's so many people that because they attend church, because they do good things, because, you know, they think they're going to heaven. And as, unless you have prayed and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will not go to heaven. It's, that's the only way in. You know, all these other religions think that they're right and they're going to, you know, it, the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ alone. And that's why we read here that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. That's why we can read this with all confidence to know that God's love is perfect. And that uh, once we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we have that peace of past all our sins. We have that no fear of the future. We have no fear of that judgment. We have no fear of those things because we know where our eternal state lies. Praise God for that. You know, that we have something to look forward to. You know, I'm not asking everybody to drink some poison Kool-Aid tonight and uh, <laughs> go meet. You know, I'm not saying that. It's just that when our time comes, and we don't know when it'll be. In fact, you know, I, I, this little girl come up to me after a second service, and she uh, uh, scared to death. She said, I'm so scared about dying. I'm so worried about it. And I said, listen, there's no use in worrying about something you have no control over. And I said, the best thing for you to do is just don't. And when you start, you know, focusing on that, when you start thinking about that, just put it out of your head. She goes, I'm saved. I'm baptized, but I'm still scared. I said, I understand. It's okay. But I said, when you start feeling those thoughts of that fear coming on, just say, Lord, help me. I'm not going to think about that today. I'm just going to have, just have a good day today. I said, you go watch something that's funny and take your mind off of it. Keep yourself busy. Go play. Go do something. And I said, don't worry about that. You know, because even at that age, the old devil don't play fair. He wants to attack his little girl because she's trying to live for the Lord. And he knows her deepest fear. And so he's trying to play on that. And that's something we all have to do. You know, I think, you know, where Dad's been talking about this on addiction, there's a lot of people who may listen to this, the, the series he's doing. They may turn their life around, but then they're, uh, they're overwhelmed with fear of failure. You know, they think, well, man, I've given my life to the Lord. I've, I've went into rehab. I, I've listened to what Vic says, and I'm trying to do what the Lord wants to do. But, you know, and they live in constant fear. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fall. Hey, man, just give that to God. You just need to trust in God's promises and let him guide you day by day. And that's all any of us can do is take it day by day. I think we get so overwhelmed with so many things, with bills and, 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 and sickness and situations. And, you know, we just have to give it to God every day. Because trust me, I know. I worry about stuff all the time. Because of my health, I'm always sick all the time. Brandy always reminds me when we get into a fight and an argument. She always reminds me that I'm sick all the time because she's mean that way. And uh, I've never said anything to hurt her feelings ever. And so it's just, you know, it hurts when she does those kind of things. But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, I'm sure I might have said one hurtful thing a time or two. But, uh, uh, you know, so I worry about... Um, you know, I, I don't want to do anything to, to mess up things here at the church. And I, I don't want to you know, worry about our bills. You know, there, there, are, there are legitimate fears that we can have the devil can play on. And that's why you have to focus, redirect. And when you start feeling those feelings of depression, feelings of fear, worry, whatever it may be, you have to redirect. You know, you have to pray, Lord, help me. You know, again, as I, I don't sound like a broken record. You can feed these things or you can fight these things. And that is so easy to feed into that. It's so easy to allow these things to, to, to be dominant in your brain and in your heart. And it's like, well, I just can't shake it. It's always there. Yes, it's always there. That's why it is called a battle. That's why you have to be prepared to fight every single day. Because it is a battle of the mind. 
And so, you know, just because you, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, just because you're, you're trying to do what's right in God's eyes, doesn't mean the devil ain't going to use things to come against you. He wants to pull you down. You have to fight. And so that's why when you start feeling, you know, every one of you know in here, the minute you start feeling angry, the minute you start feeling fearful, the minute you start feeling depression, as far, you, know, you have to start fighting it. Loneliness and all these things, you have to fight. And when you start feeling those things, you have, to, you have to stop. Lord, help me. Help me to focus on you. Help me not to focus on the problem. Let me focus on the problem solver. Let me focus on you, Lord Jesus. Not today. Not today. Devil, get away from me. Get behind me. Today, I'm serving Jesus. Today, I'm letting his strength fill me. And, and to, uh, to use my talents and gifts and ability to serve a very almighty God. Today, I'm going to serve Jesus. And so if you fall today, guess what? Lord grant you another day tomorrow. Live that day for the Lord. You know, don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about the day before. Don't worry about last week. You have today. God has given you an investment of time for today. Use it for his glory. That's not always easy. But that's, again, it kind of, we have to fight. Put on your armor. When you're reading your Bible, when you're spending that time of prayer, you're putting on that armor every day. You're putting on that armor and ready to fight. Be prepared. Be ready for it. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of, I wonder if the devil's going to attack me today. Guess what? He's going to attack you today. He will use people around you. He will use circumstances. He will use health. He will use everything he can to attack you. It's going to happen. Do not let fear rule and control you. Let God Almighty rule and control you. Either your trust is full and complete in God Almighty or it is not. We have to trust in Him. That's why God's Word says we are more than conquerors through Him. We have to remember these things. Perfect love casts out fear. And I started to say perfect fear cast out love. That's not right. It's perfect love cast out fear. So I almost messed up there. So now I want you to look at Proverbs 29, 25. Proverbs 29, 25. See, there's none righteous, no, not one. I, I know that uh, you all think that I'm perfect, but I'm, I hate to tell you I'm not. Uh, did you just call, Brandon? Huh? Oh. <laughs> I thought when I said I was perfect, you were coughing, trying to be smart. Try to be mean. Try to be mean to me. I know how you are. Just rotten to the core, Brandy. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare, and whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. You know, when you think of a snare, you know, you have to you can't help but think about hunting and when or fishing. You know, there, there's those traps that are laid out uh, to, to uh, capture uh, an animal or to, to do fishing. And uh, so remember that the old devil himself will lay about snares to entice you. And before you know it, you've been caught in a trap. You have to be careful, uh, you know, uh, particularly, you know, for those who are uh, trying to serve the Lord. He knows how to uh, destroy marriages. And you have to be strong in those situations, uh, you know, when there's... Uh, People out there who want to um, cause those divisions, because there's some people that they don't care if you're married or not. You know, they really don't care. And uh, so you have to fight against those kind of situations. You have to be true to that. There's, there's things that you can watch uh, online or on television that you have to be careful of. It's the, again, the, remember, the devil doesn't play fair. He wants to entice you, capture you in that snare, and then before you know it, you're caught up in something you should have never been a part of. 
You have to be careful. Be on your guard each and every day. It is tough. It is not easy, but we have to fight. Now, uh, let's see here. Let's look at a couple of verses here. And uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think which one we want to go with first. Let's look at uh, Luke 12, and then we'll jump over to 2 Corinthians here. So we'll look at some verses here in regards to this. Luke 12, uh, 4 through 5. Let's go over here and look here. Luke 12, 4 through 5. And it says, And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do, but I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. So in regards to we need to make sure that we have that healthy fear of Jesus and understand that not to worry. You know, well, let's read one more verse. Now let's go over to Second Corinthians real quick before I go on any further. Second Corinthians 11, uh, 24 and 27. Second Corinthians 11, 24 to 27. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes. Now this is talking about Paul. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day, and I have been in the deep, in journeyings, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings, often hunger and thirst, in fastings, after in cold and nakedness. Now, my point is here that I'm driving at. All right, we have fears. We have things that we bring before God. That does not eliminate the fact that we're going to face tragedies. We're going to fa face pain. We're going to face death. We're going to face certain situations. All right. Just because we pray about it, we know the one who we can trust doesn't eliminate that we're not going to have problems. All right. That's so why I read here what Paul had been through. Even though he was a mighty man of God, look at all the persecution. Look at all the things that he went through, but he still trusted God. In the midst of the storm, we have to trust God. Now, if, if through sickness, through death, through all these things, we have to trust God. We don't understand it. You know, I, I, was, I was talking to someone earlier today, and I said, you know, it's not always easy to understand why God allows pain, why God allows certain things to happen in our lives. And I used the illustration of, and you've, you've heard me say this before, is that you think about a bear that's been caught in a trap. You know, you talk about the snare. You know, there's a, the, you've seen those big bear traps, the big teeth. And uh, the only way you can release that bear trap is if you push that down that, that button and it pushes that open. Well, that bear, say you decide you want to save that bear. Now, if you're crazy enough to get near a bear in a trap, then <laughs> you're crazier than you look. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you have to push that bear's paw down. Now, that bear don't understand. You know, the, those heavy, sharp teeth are caught uh, in that bear's leg. And that bear, you're causing that bear pain and more blood. And that bear wanting to rip your head off because he don't understand that you're, you're trying to help him. And by pushing his paws down, you're releasing him and allowing him to go. Well, sometimes we, God puts us through situations that causes pain. And we don't understand it. We don't know what's going on because we can't see the bigger picture. We can't see what God's trying to do. And so like the bear, why are you hurting me? What's going on? Why is this happening? That we have to trust God because he has something that he's trying to accomplish. And so we don't always understand those things. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Apologize. I've got a dry spot in my throat too. We don't understand those types of situations. 
So even though we trusted God, that there was not, no reason to have that kind of fear, there still may be pains and problems. Okay, case in point. Look at Job. All right. Here, his biggest fears were realized. He lost everything. Lost everything except for his mean wife. He lost everything. Right. I'm just kidding. But he, uh, he lost everything. So you're talking about uh, a fear realized, but yet he trusted God. The devil attacked him like no other, yet he still trusted God. Now, and that that's a real testament to us as Christians. Sometimes we have to go through trials and tribulations. That is a testing of God. Sometimes we have to fall and fail so that we will trust God even the more, to humble ourselves to trust God even more. Because, you know, sometimes we don't understand, you know, God, I'm trying so hard, you know, uh, and I don't understand. I'm trying to do everything I can to please you, yet I keep falling, I keep failing. But maybe God's doing that to keep you humble. Maybe God's allowing that to happen so that you will trust him the more to realize where your, his, your power and strength comes from. It comes from God Almighty. It's not your own strength. See, sometimes we can be easy to get too haughty, all right? And we think, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm a good, strong Christian. Ain't nothing going to hurt me or attack me. And next thing you know, you fall on your face. You realize, oh, man, Lord gave me a good double dose of humility here. I need to reel, reel it back a little bit and trust in God that much more. So it's easy to over, be over, you know, your most fears could be realized. You know, we, we don't want to think about our loved ones uh, being stricken with cancer or, or uh, bad things happening, you know, losing everything you have, you know, filing bankruptcy. Dealing, you, know, you don't want to think about those kind of things. Those are the kind of fears you don't want to deal with. But realize that you can trust God. See, I think, you know, that's why, you know, we see Scripture time and again. You know, I think that it said that there are uh, 365 fear knots in the Bible. And if that's the case, then you have a promise each and every day to read to reassure you not to be afraid. See, that's, that's, that's building your house on a firm foundation. So when those storms come, you can stand solid and true on the rock. If you're feeling, building your house on the sand, not trusting God's promises, guess what? When that storm comes, you're going to be washed away. That's why, like what I was talking about with this funeral the other day, in the midst of the storm, we have that rock to cling to. We have God's anchor to hold us down, to, to keep us being swept away. To, that the, you know, that's why you know, here we had the disciples. You know, that song, we, we, that last song was talking about he picked 12 that nobody else would want. And here they were fisher, they were fishermen and fishers of men. They knew what it was like to be out on the, on the water. They, they have endured storms before. But, but when this one particular storm hit, Apparently it was so bad, it really freaked them out. You know, they thought they were going to drown. They thought they were going to die. And they were screaming out. It's like, wake Jesus up. I mean, here Jesus is there. You know, you think, here we, we, we don't get to, to, to physically see Jesus. We, we have to have faith and, and, and put that faith in, in God's hands. We know Jesus is real. We feel him. We know him. We, he exists here. We understand that. But here Jesus is physically there. I mean, he's right there. You would think of all people like, ah, man, we're good, man. Jesus is right here with us. But here he's there, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, they're freaking out. And so they're like waking him up, man, help us. You know, we're all going to drown. We're all going to die. And Jesus, what does he say? Oh, ye of little faith. All right. So where is your faith? Is it, are you one of the fishermen that says, oh, ye of little faith? Or do you have great faith in Christ and God to know that we can trust in him that in the midst of the storm, no matter how bad it may be, and no matter how much fear there may be that we're going to drown, that, hey, God is there. We're going to be all right. You know, another case of point in regard to uh, 
fear seizing you. Uh, you know, you can't help but think about Peter. You know, here Easter is about to come up. And uh, Peter tells Jesus, hey, I never deny you. I'm right there with you. I'm going to be, you know, hey, they could crucify me too. You know, you're, I will never deny you. Jesus says, before the crow, uh, three times uh, you'll deny me. And what happens? Here he was had all this bravado. But sometimes when you get face to face with something, it's easy to say, yeah, yeah, I'll kick his rear end. I'll, I can do it, you know. And when the guy gets out of the car and he keeps getting out of the car, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. I thought you were somebody else, you know. <laughs> I joke about that, but it actually happened to Dad <laughs> many, many years ago. He was going to pull this guy out of the car because he, I don't know, cut him off or done something. Dad got out, and all of a sudden, this huge Marine, he kept getting out. And Dad was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you can have a lot of bravado, and sometimes when it comes face to face, it's like, oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, but when the when it, uh, Peter got in the midst of it, man, he got scared. You know, he, he knew what was happening. He knew the Sanhedrin, what is going on, and he, you know, they the, they confronted him several times. He's like, no, no, no. He used curse words and everything. And it's like, I don't know him. And then, you know, when he saw Jesus, you know, it just, it, it killed him. You know, he realized what he had done. So it's easy sometimes to have that sense of bravado. And then when we get in certain circumstances to get scared and get afraid. But remember who walks before you, who walks behind you, who walks beside of you. And that's Jesus Christ. We have nothing to fear. When fear starts to grip you, when fear starts to suffocate you, when you become irrational. All right, it's easy to become irrational because I know because I get that way. You know, when it, if Brandy, you know, if I can't get a hold of her, I'm thinking, what's going on? Is she okay? You know, is she all right? And, you know, and I'm trying to call her. And she's not picking up. And I'm like, oh, I'm every, you all know that when you can't get a hold of somebody, every crazy thing goes in your head. Or if there's an ambulance goes by, oh, no. What, you know, and so you're freaking out, you know. And then when she does answer the phone, because I'm way up here in irrationality, I'm, I'm angry. Why aren't you picking up your phone? Well, it didn't ring. I said, what are you doing? I was in Walmart, you know? And I'm like, so why don't you just calm down? Why don't you just click get something, you know? But she don't realize I've been way up here scared to death, you know? That's why you have to trust God. Hey, it's okay. She's all right. I can't help if she won't answer her phone. And uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> just let it, huh? Oh, don't defend her. <laughs> No cell phone signal at Walmart. Never heard of such a thing. So, but it happens, all right? We get that, that, that irrationality in our heads, and we have to understand, where's this fear coming from? Is this a fear of truth or a fear of lies? If you're getting irrational, if you're overcome uh, with this uh, feeling of, of, I can't do this, almost immo being immobile, that's a fear of lies. That is not based on truth. That's irrationality. That's coming from the devil. Or we can base that fear on truth. All right, let's, let's think about this. Brandy says she's going to Walmart. The app says she's at uh, Happy's Bar. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm, <teasing>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but you know, we have, to, we have to trust that the Lord's going to protect them and be okay. And, and I know it's tough. I know it's hard to, to always think about that. Uh, that verse I was trying to think of earlier about Job, if you want to write this down, we're running out of time. It's Job 3.25 uh, in regards to what Job, uh, his biggest fear coming about. But um, remember, let's look at one last verse, Psalm 119.68, and then we'll close here. Psalm 119.68. You know, and when, you know, when, when it comes to fear, 
I think one of our uh, biggest fears out there is the appeasement of man. You're so scared of somebody not liking you. You're so scared of, of somebody, um, uh, what's the word I'm getting at here? Um, well, let's put it this way. That's why churches have become uh, so politically correct, so tolerant, because they want to appease man. They don't want to stand for what is true. They don't want to stand on God's word because they're worried that the people in this world will not like them. And guess what? As a Christian, people aren't going to like you. That's why you can't appease the world. You know, God's word tells us in this world you're going to have trouble. He didn't sugarcoat it. All right? So we need, and it is a, it's, a, it's a viable fear. We, everybody wants to be liked. You know, nothing, nothing it drives you crazier if you think somebody don't like you. You know, me and Brandon are like, I wonder what's wrong with them. What if they don't, are they mad at us? Is something wrong? It's easy to feel that way. Uh, because you're like, well, man, you know, why don't they like me? And Brandon's like, well, your fly was down the whole time at dinner. It's like, oh, but it's, uh, you know, <laughs> so, you know, it is, um, we had to put that out of our heads. You know, the world's going to hate us because they hated God first. They hated Christ. So just, you know, we can't appease the world. We have to stand true on God's word. Psalm 119, 68 uh, says, Thou art good and does good. Teach me thy statutes. We have to uh, rely on the promises of God and that God is always good. He loves us. He's there for us. He's there to protect us. He's there to guide us. Do not let fear consume you. Don't let the appeasement of man rule over your heart, over what God should rule over your heart. Who cares what other people think? You know, that's something I've had to learn. It's been tough for me, and I've had to fight, uh, even here as a pastor, because you want to be liked. You want everybody to like you. And, and so you worry about every little thing. You know, is this sermon good? Is that sermon good? You know, does this person like me? Does that person like me? You know, and it, it drives you crazy as a pastor sometimes. It really does. And I've just had to get to the point, you know what? All I can do is preach the gospel. Preach what God lays on my heart. If people like it, fine. If they don't, fine. Hope and pray to touch at least one person out there, and that's all I can hope for. And uh, and you know, and so we got to put those fears aside. We have to know that God is good. God loves us. He's there to protect us, lead us, guide us in all areas of our lives. We have to give it all to God. We can be consumed with fear that we cannot control, or we can be consumed with God's love, grace, mercy, strength, and power. It is yours to choose. What do you choose today? Do you choose God and what he can do for you, or are you going to live in fear and torment? It's easy to live, you know, easy to listen to the lies of the devil. We need to listen to the truth of the gospel. And that's what I encourage you today. Do not live in fear. Live in God's grace. All righty. If you will stand, let's close in prayer, if we may. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Lord, thank you for your grace, your goodness, and your kindness. Lord, thank you uh, for all that you do for us and all your many wonderful blessings. Lord, fill us with your strength. Fill us with your peace that surpasses all understanding. Let us not be ruled by fear, but let us be ruled by your truths and your grace. Lord, is anyone here this evening or watching online, if they don't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and watch over protect us this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a good week and a good night.